Welcome to Just Be You with your hosts, Coach John McKenna and Father Jason Parzinski. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes as Coach McKenna and Father Jason discuss how athletics and faith help us to become who God created us to be. And now here are your hosts, Coach John McKenna and Father Jason Parzinski. It's another great day to be with everyone, and we're looking forward to having another great show later on. We're going to have Mackenzie O'Connor from Donovan Catholic join us. But before we, before we go any further, let's, uh, let's just reflect for a moment, because we're now at the end of February. We're at the end of that second month of the new year. And it's usually around this point when most people's New Year's resolutions have disappeared. They, the statistics are out there. They say it's somewhere between this last past week and the week coming up where most people more or less abandon them and move on. So, Coach, what are your thoughts on this? Well, Coach McKenna here, and uh, Father forgot to let me say hello to everybody. So oh, I hope everybody had a great week this week. Uh, but you know what? You're right, because what happens, they start to see the good weather, and then they look around and say, Ooh, I didn't lose those pounds I wanted to lose. <laughs> uh, that, that, that resolution didn't work too well. I didn't get to the gym enough and everything. But you know what? It's never too late to start. It's never too late to change. It's never la- too late to do uh, something a little bit better. So, you know, don't get discouraged. Um, you know what? Hey, starting is better than never doing it at all. I'd rather see somebody get out there, and wh- whether it's with, with her faith, whether it's with anything. Yeah, doing nothing is not good, but doing something, even if it's late, is better. And starting back up when you when you've kind of lost that sight is is just as important. You know, never give up. Absolutely. And let's start our show with looking at uh, another scripture uh, passage to kind of set the tone for us. We're going to look at um, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter five, verse sixteen. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. I love that verse. Uh, from Matthew. I think it's so important because it centers on the whole idea of what respect is all about and recognizing that we have to be honest, we have to be caring, we have to be hardworking, and that respect is ultimately rooted in how we live our lives oriented towards Christ. Because at the end of the day, it's not just about us. It's about God working in and through us. And it's always about Him, and that's one of the biggest things I think we have to realize that um. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about others. I say this over and over, but it's about what we do for him. How can we, how do we look in his eyes? And that's kind of the way I look at it. And I, I judge myself every day. I said, you know, when I go to do something, I said, what would God do? You know, it, it used to be to say, you know, what, what would my wife think of this? What would that? And I, and I know what my wife will think. We've been married a long time. <laughs> but now it's like, what would God think about this? If I did it this way, what would he think? And I think that's a great way to look at life. And, you know, you look at the way he lived his life, um, and, and I, I tell you what, it helps me make a lot of decisions. And I think recognizing, too, what's really important is, is also a, a central aspect to that because, you know, if we orient our lives for Christ, that means that we're living in a way that reflects the very person of Christ in our lives. And so it's not about the latest the latest gadget, the latest toy, or, you know, the, the biggest house or the, the coolest sports car, although they, they might be fun to drive as a priest, you know, with simplicity of living kind of mitigates that. But, you know, on TikTok, I know you're not uh, on there, Coach, but uh, thanks to the students. TikTok, at, I have trouble enough doing Facebook anymore at TikTok. Yeah. Thanks to the students at Notre Dame, you know, it's, it is a black hole that I know many of them fall into and, and often talk about, but there are some good sides to it. But 
one of the things that I noticed that caught my attention, I was talking to some of the students about recently, was the fact that there's a response to this on TikTok. A number of kids were doing a rich kid check, and they would show the the just the enormity of their homes and their TikTok video and all the gadgets and stuff that they had showcasing how wealthy they were. And it was rather interesting because it was becoming a trend until recently, and this is what the, uh, some of the students at Notre Dame and I were talking about, was the fact that now there are, are younger uh, uh, high school and, and college-age kids who are on there saying entrepreneurial check. And these kids are talking about the businesses that they're starting up, the clothing companies that they're starting up, you know, and it's like, you know, making something, doing something. And so it is interesting when, when you look at how people define success. Is it, is it defined by what you, what you have, or is it defined by the way you've chosen to live your life and what you've accomplished? And I think, you know, as you get older, um, that changes a lot. I know I'm at the point in my life now where I worry about more what, you know, my conversation is, how much time did I get to spend with my grandkids? How much time did I take away from my wife? And, and your perspective changes, you know. I can't get any more T-shirts. I mean, you know, I want to go up and know uh, these chat lines or whatever and say, you know, we were counting the other day. I've got over 500 T-shirts. Everywhere I go, somebody gives me a T-shirt. Well, you know what? They, they mean nothing to me. I wear the same five or six T-shirts all the time. I'm just a simple guy and everything. But the things that are important to me are the relationships that I have. And one of the things we're talking about this, and this is something that I talk, um, I'm big on, Father, and I think I have to improve on it, and I think we all do. And we talk about respect. And, you know, what is respect? Um, respect to me is that, and, and I have a hard time doing this because I'm always trying to think ahead. I know you are too and everything. But like when you and I are talking, to me, respect is that when you're talking, man, you've got all of me. I'm listening to everything you say and I'm not thinking about anything else. That's true respect. Well, you know, with that said, that's easy, that, you know, it's easy to say, but it's hard to do, especially when you're always thinking about what am I going to say back? Instead of just taking the time, digesting what you get and everything. But I think that is a great way to respect people. And because we're all tied up on our phones nowadays and everything, we've lost that. And uh, we're coming off a retreat back uh, a while back and everything. One of the neatest things I saw that we got rid of the phones. Right. And we didn't even, we just asked them to put them away. We didn't even have to take them from them. And they were enjoying themselves so much they put away. But the amount of communication that went on. And the, lot, the more respect, I think, they showed for each other because they actually listened to each other. Right, which is truly remarkable. And I, I always love that aspect of the retreats, how the phones disappear and, and real relationships kind of take the central role. And, you know, as we talk about respect and kind of tying it back into the athletics, one of the things that we talked about in the car ride over here to the radio station today was, you know, in light of Mackenzie coming on, and we wanted to kind of highlight some of the, the aspects of female athletics in our Our Mackenzie, our first female on the show. Yeah, which is a great thing, and we're very excited to have her join us in a little bit. And, you know, one of the things that we talked about, you know, is there's the the wage inequality, you know, is, was a big thing with uh, the women's national soccer team that has, has let's, I mean, let's face it, let's be honest, has, has outperformed the uh, men's national soccer team, um, you know, the last couple of years in a row. And, and yet they get paid just a small fraction. Uh, they have to put in the same amount of work. I'm pretty sure that, that women have to do just as much when it comes to practice, to exercising, to fitness, um, as do men. And, so, and yet there is a difference there. And we see that across the board uh, with sports. Well, there's all kind of differences for females. And, you know, and I've got a, uh, 
soft spot for females because I got three daughters. And uh, so, you know, and I've coached travel softball and so I've coached girls and everything. But even from the weight room perspective, and we're a little different um, at Notre Dame, and I think it's starting to change a little bit more throughout the country. But the, the weight room used to be a football thing. And football coaches ran the weight room. And, you know, and again, I say football thing. Remember, I'm a football coach, guys. Um, and it, females weren't invited in. Or they weren't welcomed in. Or they didn't feel welcomed in. And they had to go to an outside agency to get training or they didn't train at all. And if we don't train, um, it's a shame. But there's figures out there that say that females right now still have a 50% better chance of getting ACA MCL injuries because they don't build that foundation right. They don't squat right. They don't know how to lunge right. Their knees are over their toes. And there's all kind of inadequacy because they don't train to get ready. And it's not because a lot of times I think they don't want to train. Is they're just not like in their own high school, they're not welcome. You know, that they get in there and uh, all the guys are in there and they're pumping, they're curling, they're, they're squatting, they're sweating and everything. And the girl looks around and says, well, this place isn't for me. And I think we need to do a better job of making – uh, that weight room welcome for females because some of the best athletes I've had and the hardest working athletes I've ever had have been females. Yeah, and I think, you know, as, as I mentioned to you, as a kind of the gym that I go to, uh, you don't often see women working out in the free weight area, you know, and that's always one of the things that, you know, kind of puzzled me. Um, but, you know, what you, were, you and I were talking about in the car right over was that whole perception of what is needed to be done versus some of the stereotypes that unfortunately uh, a lot, especially young girls, feel like they have to live up to. Right, and it's tough for girls and everything. I always said that um, if I was a lot younger and, uh, you know, what I would do if I was going to go out into the private world and train in the private world, I would create a gym that were for female athletes only because I think there's such a need um, out there for female athletes to be trained the right way. Um, and, and there isn't a lot of difference. They still have to be trained how to do the foundation things first, the squat, the lunge, uh, the things like that, and to prepare their body to play. Um, so um, I think that would be a goldmine for somebody um, to go out there and do that because there's a need because females have been left behind in the weight room. You know, as we, as we kind of keep going on this, this topic of – you know, just the foundations being put in place, you know, and we realize that there's not a difference. And, you know, in our own school, you, you do see the see the, the young women in, at Notre Dame coming down. And and it, what are some of the challenges that you've seen in bringing that culture about at Notre Dame? Well, the culture is, is, is a lot easier than everybody thinks. It's the culture. And my culture is that there, are, there aren't males and there aren't females in our weight room. They're athletes. And if you're an athlete and you want to work hard and you want to live up to my culture of hard work, and it's a little tough down there, that everybody's welcome. And, and I think that's an important thing. You just have to say, we accept athletes here, not males, not females. That's who we want as athletes who want to get better, who want to build their foundation. They want to get better, you know. And I'm real proud of, you know, we're sitting here on the show and I'm getting texts from the girls' basketball coach wanting to know, you know, they're in season, when they can get in the lift and everything. They're the kind of things we need to do, and we need to make them feel important, and uh, which we do. And um, I, I think it's a great thing for our females because when they get to college, and if they want to play athletic to college, they're going to need to know how to lift. And a lot of these girls go up, and that's one of their biggest setbacks. All of a sudden, they're a great athlete in high school, and then they get to the college, and, and the coach will say, well, it's 6 o'clock in the morning. You will be at the weight room. And they're going, weight room? How do you get to a weight room? You know, and they've never been in a weight room. They don't know all the basics and everything. Then they fall behind there. 
And um, so I look at um, our weight room is for male and female is that, well, you know, we're a college prep upstairs in, in the classrooms. That we're a college prep downstairs. And if you're going to go to college and be an athlete, you're going to know how to walk in a weight room. You're going to know how to do all the things they need you to do. Right. You know, on the other side of it, too, you know, one of the challenges that we faced that we recognized actually was with the Bible studies that we've been doing with the different athletic teams that the uh, that the female teams actually have been a little bit more challenging in it, it, to, to get off the ground. And we were thankful to get softball and, and field hockey. And, and now we're bringing on uh, 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 girls lacrosse. But the challenge was is that the girls are far more involved in all the other clubs and activities in the school and to find a time. To get them all together, it was, uh, you know, we tried to use our flex period or activity period, whatever you call it, and get them all together. But they were so involved in other groups, it was hard to get them all together that we almost have to do it before practice or, or things like that. So we adapted. I think that's what uh, is going to make us successful that way and everything. But they are. Females are involved in everything. And um, I, I think it's a part of the thing. It's just uh, they like being around each other. And, and, you know, where guys are territorial, they'll get involved in certain things, and then that's it. And then once they're involved in two, three things, that's all they're going to do. Where a girl, um, the females will, will jump on anything that's a good cause. And that's what I love about, I love about what they do. Uh, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll be with Mackenzie O'Connor from Donovan Catholic. Hello, my friends. This is Jim Manfredonia, co-founder, president, and CEO of Domestic Church Media. It's an honor for us to be able to bring you Just Be You on our network of local Catholic radio stations. And we want to thank Father Jason and Coach McKenna for sharing their gifts with us each program. Domestic Church Media is an honored affiliate of EWTN, the Global Catholic Network, and they provide us with so many wonderful programs. But as your local Catholic radio station, it's important for us that we bring you fine local programs like Just Be You. And not only can our family of listeners hear these programs on our radio stations, but they can listen on our free Domestic Church Media mobile app by downloading and enabling the Domestic Church Media skill on your Amazon Echo and Google Home devices. And we stream our broadcast live 24-7 and archive all of our local programs on our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. So I invite you to visit our site. That's domesticchurchmedia.org. And while you're there, I ask you to prayerfully consider making a donation to Domestic Church Media so that we can continue to bring you programs like Just Be You. Domestic Church Media is a nonprofit Catholic lay apostolate, and we are totally listener-supported. We are here because of the generous donations of listeners like you. We don't receive any financial assistance from EWTN or any of the dioceses that we serve. We count completely on our family of listeners. So won't you visit our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and consider making a donation today? When you do, you're supporting Just Be You and allowing us to bring this excellent program to potentially millions of souls every day. My friends, it's so important that we have a Catholic media outlet like Domestic Church Media to bring the joy of the gospel to millions of souls every day. But we can't be here without people like you. So again, I invite you to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and invite you to prayerfully consider supporting this apostolate. God bless you, God love you, and thanks for listening. Mackenzie O'Connor, Coach McKenna here. Thanks for coming on the show. Of course. How are you? I've never had a bad day in my life. You should never ask me <laughs> how I'm doing. Now, let me guess. All right. Uh, we have a nice Irish girl here? Correct. Wow. I couldn't tell by the name, you know, Mackenzie O'Connor and everything. <laughs> yes. And guess what? 
This is a special, special day. You are our first female guest on our show. Really? Absolutely. We, you know, we had to find the best. And we, we searched all through the diocese. We checked with coaches. And I'll tell you what, with what Coach Duddy had to say about you, I'm surprised there's not a statue out of you in front of the school because he just oh. raved about you. And you could just see Coach Duddy, his arms going crazy and everything, all excited and everything when he was talking <laughs> about you. So when I said I needed a female, man, he didn't even stutter. He came up with you right away. Okay. Well, I'm honored. Well, you know, we're honored to have you here. Um, if you could, how about a little bit about yourself? Who are you? Sure. Um, I'm Mackenzie. I go to Donovan Catholic High School, and I have been in Catholic school since kindergarten when I attended St. Joseph Grade School. Um, since grade school, I have participated in cross country and track and field. And now, as a high schooler, it's a three-sport ordeal where I do cross-country, then winter track, then spring track. And um, on the side, I am involved with a lot of leadership activities. That seems to be a very special place for me. Um, Student Council, National Honor Society, and, um, of course, you know, other clubs in my school. And, of course, Catholic Athletes for Christ. Of course, Catholic Athletes for Christ. I consider that one of my leadership positions. So, um, And then um, I just have a very nice uh, life here and a good family. And um, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a people person. So It sounds I, like it. I mean, you, you, we've had a couple guests on. When you talk to guys, it's like pulling teeth sometimes to get them to talk to you. And I, and I was telling uh, the guys here at the show, I said, not. Not Mackenzie. You can already tell. She's going to be a talker, and she's going to come out and tell us everything. Um, tell us about how you got involved with the Catholic Catholic for Christ with Coach Duddy. Sure. So um, it started, I guess, it was freshman year, and we have uh, either monthly or a few times a season, there's always a Catholic meeting with everyone in season or the out of, or the athletes out of students out of season that can participate and we have these meetings where there's a theme based on either where we are in the liturgical year or a bible quote or gospel that really pertains to athletes and we kind of talk it out and we um, discuss our role as athletes and our responsibilities to be catholic athletes so that was my start and then um sophomore year he asked me to be part of the advisory board for Catholic Athletes for Christ, and I am my, in my junior year now, and I'm still on that advisory board, and I attend the meetings, and um, I help plan things, and I've spoken at um, a Catholic Athletes for Christ Advent Reflection, and I believe it's uh, the third year we did it this past December, so... What was your experience in doing that? This is Father Jason, by the way, Mackenzie. Uh, you know, speaking Hi. at that Advent Reflection, what, what were your thoughts? What was your experience like? Sure. Um, so I had attended twice the Advent Reflection prior, and I was a little bit nervous because uh, I was a junior, and I felt that everyone else, not everyone else, but a lot of people were seniors, and I just wanted to, you know, be respectable. And I ended up having a really, uh, you know, 
I had a good time reflecting when I was writing it, and I was really able to think about, you know, the bigger picture. So when I spoke, I spoke about how being an athlete, it's a lot of physical work, but more than that, it's mental. And when it gets hard, you just have to think about the bigger picture and that there's a plan for you and God has a plan for you. And you just have to trust in yourself and trust in that plan. And my feedback was good. People said that I really resonated with them after. So I think it was a very good experience, and I'd hope to do it again next year if I'm chosen. That's a great message. It really is. One of the things that I'm impressed with, you talk about metal. Now, you, to me, you play or you, know, you perform in one of the most uh, hardest metal sports there is, cross-country running, because I couldn't run long distances like that without getting bored, without anything. So, you know, um, how did your faith tie into that where you're able to handle that? Do you do a lot of uh, inside thinking and everything while you're running? That's actually a funny story. So when I started track in fifth grade, I would sing church songs to keep going. My oh, favorite was awesome. always, Save Your People, <laughs> O Lord, and I would sing it as I ran in my head. So now I think it's become more of, prayer before with my team, prayer afterwards, and just remembering as you're running that um, He's with you. And we actually say this prayer where we ask Jesus to match our stride and to be the wind behind us. So, you know, it's always a mental sport, but at the end of the day, like, it's our faith that kind of keeps us going and gives us that capacity to such a tough sport. Now, we, you, you say we. It sounds like your whole team kind of is on the same page as you here. Um, yeah, we like to we like to think so. We always do our special prayer um, for cross-country and track. We always, like, cross-country, it's like the team. We all pray together. And then track, it's more of the relay team. Before our races, we pray together because we all need that extra little bit of confidence. And, yeah, I think it's just very comforting to know that there's someone on your side so i believe we all as a team like to pray and just keep our faith part of the sport. that's great that's unbelievable you know mackenzie one of the things i wanted to ask you is so you know being in cross country and track and field and you know these sports you know i know at notre dame sometimes the athletes feel like they're the forgotten athletes uh, or that people don't really understand the the level of endurance uh, that is required of someone. What's your, been your experience in these particular sports? So, yeah, um, track meets and cross-country meets, there's not a huge school turnout, but the support, I think, is still there. Like, when I am walking the hallway or I see someone and they'll be like, how do you run? That's so hard. And it's just, I think every sport has their own challenges. Like, my swimmer friends, I have no idea how they do it. So I feel respect from people around me, even if they don't think it's the most fun thing to watch. But I also think people understand that my sport is their punishment. So they understand that I have to work hard just as they do, even if it's, you know, only running to them. But I have to condition. And they see us conditioning. You know, part of being in the same school, we see each other practicing and there's a level of respect and, you know, um, companionship between athletes. Oh, that's great. You know, and you also have the uh, added privilege. You know, there's only two sports that I'm aware of that are in the scriptures, and that would be uh, cross-country and then wrestling. So I think outside of those two sports, uh, the rest uh, don't find their way into the Bible. So that's a cool thing to have in your, your corner as well. Mm-hmm. 
I'll use that next time. <laughs> you know, one of the things that we, Coach uh, and I were talking about before um, you joined us on the show was, uh, you know, one of the challenges that we that we found over at Notre Dame was was bringing the um, the, the female athletes into uh, more of an active role in light of the number of things that 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 young women tend to be involved in. As you yourself started to list off the number of clubs and activities and leadership roles that you're in. There's a difference between guys and girls on that front, and so how did you be- bring a balance um, to to not only your your school life but um, to your overall life in order to to make room for all these different things? So, um, going off what you first said, yes, I think um, you really need to have that female leadership, and I try to be that female leadership in the athletic aspect of our school because scientifically not just saying this uh teenage girls probably have more discipline than you know teenage boys i agree with you mckenzie (laughs) yes so um there's always been i believe a female on the advisor on the advisory board here that's sort of the voice of reason or keeps us on track and i think that itself is like the balance we need because just because we're disciplined or whatever um, we also are creative, we're hardworking, and I think um, just having different personalities, not just male, female, just the way that we all work together, we all work together as a team, the advisory board, our own different teams, it's just, it, it, it works. There's Everyone fills a special void. So I think when... I'm trying to handle everything, as you said. Like, I just know that there's a responsibility for me somewhere in whatever I'm doing. And if I am thriving, it was clearly for me. Like, that was destined for me. Well, Mackenzie, I'll tell you what. If there isn't a statue out in front of that school, I'm coming down and building one for you right in front. (laughs) Hey, thank you for being on the show. And if you ever need anything, get a hold of Father Jason. Myself, we're here for you, dear. Thank you, Mackenzie. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Father Jason. Thank you, Coach McKenna. You're welcome. And, Coach, I believe before we uh, go out for the day, you have a challenge for us. Yes, I do. Here's what I want you to do. Respect of others. Um, It's a hard thing to do anymore. I want you to go out and find someone elder to you. And I want you to sit down and have a conversation. And I want you to shut the world out. And I actually want you to listen to them and learn from them. Learn from their experiences. But just be nice to them. Hey, have a great week, and you know what? We appreciate you listening, and I am blessed every day I walk in this room. And until next time, may the Lord be with you. God bless. I learned the path to heaven is full of sinners and-